what's up? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, nothing much is happening. It's getting pretty damn cold, which I don't like. Uh, yeah, it is. It is tempering down out there. It is cooling down. Yeah, I'm like I'm from the coast. I'm Mediterranean, so I'm not used to temperatures yeah. below five C. So it's kind of rough. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, we we have not we we had some snow uh, last week, but now we don't. Um, which so that's not very interesting, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh I got a bunch of anime in the mail yesterday. Oh yeah, the Haikyuu. Uh, yes, DVDs. I got um, uh, Sentai Films was having a massive sale on like everything, so. Uh, I, I picked up, I picked up the first two seasons of Haikyuu on Blu-ray. Uh-huh. Uh, I picked up the first, the first two seasons of Yamashibai Ghost Stories on DVD. Uh, the first season, the first season of Chihaya Furu on Blu-ray and also the like deluxe edition box set of Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, which comes with the DVDs and the Blu-rays and also the soundtrack and also a fucking light novel about it. And I got all that for $60 redos, which is so cheap for that much anime. Yeah, holy fuck. Uh, monthly I, uh, Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun is very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm in the middle of watching like six different shows right now that I could finish, but I think I might just like go watch through all of Nozaki-kun just because it's such a comfy show. Yeah, it's a really, it's so really co- feel-good one. It's so cozy and I miss my all of my dumb-as-fuck idiot children. <laughs> yeah. They're... I, I love a show where everyone is just fucking dumb and there's no straight man. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is just a dumbass idiot. And it yeah. works perfectly. Gekan Shoujo Nozaki-kun is a really good anime. Uh-huh. I can't recommend it. Is, I, I, I can't remember if I'm confusing it with something else. Is that is, is Gekan Shoujo the one with the scene where uh, uh, Nozaki talks about the... Uh, like the boxes, and everyone is like bringing a box around because he doesn't want to bother ta- like thinking about heights. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> god, that's it's so fucking funny. Oh my god, and the visual novel scene. Oh my god, there's so many good gags, like the one with the visual novel where they end up uh, making a story for the for the best friend. That's also oh, yeah. really good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's a it's a good fucking show. Uh okay, had to put, okay. sorry, I had to put my hair up. The I having long hair is very fun, but it does make the back of my neck sweat like crazy. Yeah, ever <sighs> since I I I've had hair up to the middle of my back and ever since I I've been just chopping it shorter ever since until it's god. this length. And uh, oh, yeah. if yeah, if it grows out like 2 inches, I can't stand it anymore. I, I don't think that I've ever seen a picture of you, and so in my mind, I just, like, I, I hear that, and I'm like, oh, okay, so that initial D, I'm just a picturing that, that initial D character that's your avatar with the long hair. Uh, he actually does grow long hair, eventually. That's bloggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, just... that or Fujita. <laughs> that or Fujita Dorohedoro uh, with, with long hair. <laughs> oh, that little, pr- I have that little praying Fujita, um... Uh printed out and i can frame it whenever i want i just i'm just waiting for the perfect comedic timing timing to uh 
put it in the living room to surprise my roommate. <laughs> oh god. Uh we love we love Fujita here, don't we folks? Yeah. Okay. Uh you wanna get into the podcast though? Hell yeah. your number one time Kai podcast uh where where we i i'm sarah and i'm joined this week by friend of the show uh ang yen hi 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 uh, welcome to the podcast this is your first time on so you have to tell everyone all about yourself and what you what kind of horror what your history with horror movies is what you you know what what kind of subgenres within horror you dig so on and so forth mm-hmm. Uh, hi, my name is Ognyan. I am, uh, I like horror, but I'm famously a coward when it comes to actually watching horror movies. This is, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I actually do really enjoy horror media, such as horror manga. Yes. Uh, I've read quite a lot of work by Junji Ito, and, uh, mm-hmm. I've read Berserk. But uh, my actual first history with um, horror, I think uh, when I was like six or seven, I was actually really, really scared of Smeagol from the Lord of the Rings. And I... (laughs) He's such... He's just a little freak! (laughs) He's just a little freaky guy. I couldn't come into the living room while my dad was watching uh, the... (laughs) While my dad was watching the films. And... uh, Yeah... I think I've tried. I, I've loved animals as a kid, so I wanted to watch Jurassic Park, but obviously, I tapped out <laughs> as yeah. a child after a couple of minutes. But yeah. yeah, but my actual first proper horror experience was when I was uh, eleven years old. I think I was either eleven or twelve, and uh, as soon as you hit that age when parents can leave you unattended at a birthday party, the kids are going to watch horror movies. So oh, yeah. we watched Mirrors. <laughs> I have I, I have a uh, I have another backstory. I, I also have a backstory about mirrors, but go on, go on. I, I'll, I'll save my story for after you're done. Yeah. So I spent most of it watching it behind a pillow and I wasn't really paying attention to it. Because I right. was so damn scared. But yeah, I couldn't really uh, stand a mirror. I couldn't really look into a mirror for a week. Okay, so I... watched that. <laughs> my, my story is similar to yours, but much more pathetic. In that when I was... Uh, uh, when did this movie come out? Uh, 28? 
2008? Yeah, okay. So I would have been I would have been uh 13 at the time, probably. Okay. Uh I saw a trailer for this movie once. I saw and I didn't even see the full trailer. I saw like the TV edit of a trailer once. Uh-huh. And for the next year and a half, I was oh, terrified boy. to set foot in front of a mirror. I yeah. was such a fucking wimp as a kid. Like, th- it was awful because, like, at my parents' house back then, we had, like, this, this like, huge, ornate mirror at the foot of our stairs. And so I just had to, like, in just, like, walking down the stairs, I had to, like, stare face first into a mirror and then just, like, very quickly round the corner and not look at it anymore and hope that no ghost was in the mirror, like, making me do evil things. Yeah, I came back home from that birthday party at, like, nine or ten. Uh-huh. And um, I had a mirror right... Uh, across my bed so if i got up i would just see my reflection which uh, as you can imagine wasn't good for me yeah 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 <sighs> but yeah that's that's that that's my uh that's my dark history with mirrors <laughs> mirrors parentheses film like it was it, it, and like that fear remained like you you know how like the th- you you haven't seen Supernatural, but like the third episode of Supernatural is like a they have to chase Bloody Mary, and oh, that yeah. was like nightmare for me. Oh yeah, even I've when seen... I watched that when I was like eighteen or whatever, however old I was when I first watched Supernatural. I think I was fourteen uh, ish, and I watched the first thirteen episodes of season one, but never continued past that. So you saw, so you saw racist truck episode. The what? The racist truck episode, the big, the big, the the episode with the big Ford F one fifty that that was explicitly dry, like running black drivers off the road off of Route sixty six. I think the episode was called Route six six six. Oh my god! What a terrible show! Holy shit! We let that shit have three hundred episodes, and they did they did racist truck in their first season. How is it how was it allowed to run for fifteen years? Uh queer baiting? Oh god. Um so okay, we can't talk too much about I I I I have like a I have like a like I have a fucking battle royale collar around my neck and if I talk too much about Dustiel on any of my podcasts it will explode and pop my head off my body. So but much happened lately I with Dustiel. I didn't get to talk about Dustiel with John last week. So now I have you, uh, and I, I, I'm sorry to put you on blast like this, but you did confide in me that you were a super hulock for a time, which yeah. I was not, I, I was not into the who part of things, but I was like, I was a big supernatural head and Sherlock and, and Sherlock enjoyer. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, so Destiel, <laughs> you know how in Game of Thrones season eight finale, Clegane Bowl happens briefly, uh, Destiel happens briefly. I just, I, I'm sorry. I I don't want to spend too much time on this, but he did fucking go to super hell without Dean saying he loved him back. But then in the Spanish translation, he did. (laughs) Apparently in the Italian one as well. Oh my God. So, okay. (laughs) Um, What a fucking, do you ever think about 
the guy who created that show was only a, on board for a, a third of the show's lifespan? Less than a third, actually, because the first season's a little bit shorter than the rest, I think. Huh. So Eric Eric Kripke, the man who made this show, the man who sculpted this 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 thing from from clay, left after five seasons, and then uh, the show went on for ten more. He quit, and the show went on for twice as long Holy fuck. as it had already gone on. It's just a truly like ridiculous amount of time this show has been on the air to think about. Like, uh, personally, I, th- I think the X- a similar thing happened to the X-Files, where the first, like, five or six seasons were pretty damn good, and then it sort of went off the rails, but holy fuck, like, Supernatural just can't compare to that. Yeah, X-Files, only, X-Files had, like, ten seasons? No, X-Files had nine seasons of regular TV, and then they came back in 2016, 2018, Supernatural just contiguously the entire fucking time. I just, I have so many bad memories attached to that show. Oh, God. Yeah. And I just he the the car Dean went goes to, to heaven. Dean, the car goes to heaven. But like honestly, the fact that Dean goes to heaven is more ridiculous than the car going to heaven, if you ask me. Because De- I just feel like I. Listen, not to be a religion prescriptivist, but I feel uh-huh. like in I feel like in most I, I feel like in most religions that I know about, if you make a deal with the devil, like I feel if you sell your he, soul as many times as Dean Winchester has, like oh, you ain't going to heaven, buddy. Oh, you you're not aware of the, the, the countless times that Dean Winchester has put his has put his soul up for auction. I know that he went, uh, that he uh, left his biological brother in hell, and I think he should have gone to hell because of that. But <laughs> yeah, no, Dean Winchester has sold his soul on multiple occasions. Like he is all like the the entire the entire show is basically one of the brothers gets trapped in super hell, so gets like gets sent to hell, and the other one has to like offer their soul to as an exchange, and then one of them's like, and then D, like Sam is like. Dean, I'll give up my soul for you. And Dean's just like, Sammy, Sammy, don't do it. Don't do it, Sammy. Don't give up your soul for me. Not for your brother. I'm your big brother, Sammy. Don't do it. Oh, didn't Castillo uh, pull Dean out of uh, hell? Yeah, he did that. I think that's how season four started. Because season three does end with Dean going to hell and getting tortured for eternity. But not soup, not like forever. Just eternity. <laughs> Just a little bit of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can have little uh, eternity. <laughs> uh, Satoru Gojo sent him to Infinite Void. Okay, that's my... <laughs> that That's my allotted Destiel talk. Uh, my, my, <laughs> my Jujutsu Kaisen collar is also beeping. <laughs> oh, you're allowed. You don't have um, an episode this week. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit bursting at the seams because we're not doing special grade snacks this week that I mm. <laughs> to talk about the anime and manga of Jujutsu Kaisen. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the 2008 thriller joint of Kiefer Sutherland, Mirrors. Hold on, I set my notes aside. I got to grab them. And this movie was this movie has a really promising start and then completely just turns into poop from a butt after that. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because we, we open with this like this like this like bargain bin Simon Pegg looking guy running through the halls of this like I, this like it, what does it turn out to be like I, I don't actually know what the place was I know what they called it but like I don't was it like a department store Yeah it was like a a department store or a burnt out mall uh, Yeah yeah and he was in the basement that is for some reason completely yeah. filled with water. Yeah, and he runs into the bathroom and is like, please, I don't want to die. And then he, like, starts polishing the mirror, but the mirror cracks and breaks, and then a ghost in the mirror picks up a shard of the broken glass and jams it into his neck in the reflection, and it makes real-life bargain bin Simon Pegg's uh, throat open. uh, Like, he just just gives it, he just cuts it open and just, you know, from, 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 gives him a big old, gives him a big old secondary smile. (laughs) Uh, and that's how we start this movie. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I don't have many high hopes. I don't have many hopes about this movie, but if any, if the rest of the kills are as interesting as that one, I'm in. And the rest of the kills are as interesting as that one, but there are two more kills in the hour and 50 minute runtime of this movie. It's genuinely an hour and 50. Oh an my, hour I, and 50. Fi- like a little bit less if you're not counting credits, but like, yeah, yeah. So, like, an hour 45 probably is the actual factual runtime from open to close. It's way too long for something with that little... I mean, it's not that there's nothing going on. It's just that there's so little actual, like, horror so going much, on. So much, so much of... Yeah, so much of this movie is, like, cop things keep keep for And, like, I know Blair has talked at length about this. And, like, uh, this podcast has definitely complained about it a lot. But, like... This, like, <sighs> making your character a cop is just cheating the writing. And you can tell it in this movie. Like, so much of this, so many, like, pro- obstacles that would be in the character's path are just thrown completely aside in this movie because the character is a cop. Er, is a suspended cop, and they just kind of, like, say, okay, that means he's basically he's basically a superhero and can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and uh, all the information gets served to him on a silver platter because he can just ask people to give it to mm-hmm. him. Yep. And yeah. it's like 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 this is definitely not the first movie that we've done where the protagonist is a cop. This is definitely one of the most egregious cop like you need to like needing to be a cop. Like this this movie is, this movie goes absolutely nowhere if this main character is not a cop and I think that's a really really bad writing thing. Like if you can't mm-hmm. like it's basically like it, it's basically uh making a it, it's like the same thing if like if you make a game that can only be beaten with cheat codes because b- making your protagonist a cop is basically cheat code for a horror movie. Yeah, I can yeah, I can see that. He does nothing himself. Like, when it comes to, like, research, he just has other people spoon-feed him information. And, like, he stares at newspapers and tries to figure things out, but he just circles the name Essaker and says, Okay, someone else look this up for me. He got sent the newspapers. He didn't even uh, he did not get even them himself. Them but we're at the we're at the start. Uh, Kiefer is having some nightmares because uh, we see this newspaper clipping that shows that uh, he shot an undercover cop. Uh <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> you know that joke people love to say about how, uh, that, that, that bad joke, frankly, about how at least Hitler killed himself? Yeah. Like, listen, it's, listen, you know what, I, I'm not about to stand this cop, but he did, he did get rid of a cop. Yeah, he did get rid of a cop. Yeah. 
Yeah. But so he he's having nightmares about it, and his sister is like, "Hey, what's?" Because he's living with his sister, and his sister's like, "Hey, what's what's going on, bro?" Kiefer Ben Car. Inexplicably, this character is named Ben Carson, which is like very. It was very funny to me, and meant absolutely nothing to you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. You don't. You you. Honestly, like you, you don't live in the United States. I barely know who Ben Carson is at this point. Like I, he was a neurosurgeon, I think, or a heart surgeon. I'm pretty sure neurosurgeon. I'm not bothering to look it up. He doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned political running guy in 2016, and now I don't even know what he does now. Maybe he's back to doing surgery. I, is he in Trump's cabinet? I don't know these things. I pay so much attention to the news, but I don't know these things about Ben fucking Carson. Anyways, Ben Carson parenthesis Kiefer is um. He's got a new job. He's working in a condemned building on the streets of New York City. Uh, and the perf- he, he's, uh, he's they're like, okay, you have to guard this mall that was burnt down for insurance reasons, I guess. Have, have, there's a lot of mirrors. Have fun. There was another guy who used to work here. He loved polishing the mirrors, but he vanished one day. Don't know where he is. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, and they have to patrol it every Every hour. couple hours, yeah. Well, there's nothing there. It's just a bird down like, old I building. Don't, I don't, like, I don't, I, I can work with a bare bones setup. Like, if you don't give me yeah. much of anything, but like, the, what, I just don't get why he's, what this job is. Like, I kind of expected it to, like, tie into, like, some greater conspiracy or something that, like, that, that everything would be connected. But no, it's just like, hey, bud, you got a job. You got to guard this burnt down, convenient, uh, built, burnt down perfume store. Yeah. And, uh, wh- I don't, first of all, I don't really understand why he would do that, but they have to give an ex cop something to do. So, logically, the, fir- the, job that the next cop is gonna get is a security guard yeah i will yeah. say very very true very true that a cop that a uh, a white cop would kill an undercover cop and just get a suspension and keep his gun yeah he, mm-hmm. by the way he does he, he does keep his gun which is important because he uses the gun as a cheat code also at, at a lot of other points but we'll, we'll get to that yeah. um we uh we so he goes to this new job and he see, he meets the, the, the guy who's like his boss, who's like some old, I, I didn't quite catch what his accent was, but he has an accent. Of, he has an accent of some variety and his boss is just like, Hey, do okay. I'm out of here. Bada boom. I, I don't know why my, my, this guy is Richard <laughs> Branson now, but he is, um, he Kiefer goes to his uh, estranged wife's house with his well, divorced. What are they just like separated? Are they taking a break? Like what's happening between them? Uh, I know that he's still wearing a ring, but uh. I don't know about her. She does. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't want to answer his calls or let him see the kids. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it's it's a very like this setup is very like meant to put us directly in Kiefer Sutherland's corner. Like the whole like, oh my god, my I love my kids so much, but my ex wife is so awful. She won't even pick up the phone and let me see them. She sets these rules and won't even let me follow them. Ugh, I hate my wife, but oh, I love my wife. Boy, I love I'm... you so much, Amy. My and wife. They... 
And then they make out on the screen for a minute. What happens is they like, he gets, he's there and uh, his, uh, his wife arrives from work where she's a mortician, I think. Uh, Yeah, I think so. And she walks upstairs and is, she sees him playing with the kids, their kids, Michael and, did you catch the girl's name? They say Uh, Michael 50,000 times. Rosa? Rosa? Okay. They say, they say Michael 5,000 times and Rosa like twice probably. No, it's. Daisy, Daisy Rosa is the. Um... Oh yes, Daisy Rosa is the the nanny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he's there, and his wife is like, "Okay, we need to have a talk." And then they go into a room, and and Kiva's husband's like, "I've I've stopped drinking, just like you said. I've been three months sober. I I love you, and I love the kids. Oh God damn it, Amy! I killed a man, but I love you. But I'm gonna punch the wall, and you're gonna. And then she says, "See, this is exactly what I was talking about." But let's make out now. <laughs> Making out noises. And then she says, oh, I can't do this. Get the fuck out. And then a- she she walks out of his, she walks out of the room and AOL logging off door sound plays. Yeah, well, the kid is uh, in the bathroom listening to everything that's happening. Yeah, he's like, he's not, ha- he's just not having a good time with his parents fighting. Yep. Yeah, so immediately the setup is uh, not great. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're back at the fucked up building. Uh, yeah, we're back at the fucked up building, and Kiefer Sutherland is like seeing some bad things happen in the mirror. And is this when he gets lit on fire? No, that's later. That's no. Later. It, uh, he first sees uh, the handprints. The right? handprints. Yeah. Yeah, he's in, he sees handprints on the that he can't get rid of on the glass, and some scary things. He starts seeing some some slightly scary things. But it's not much of anything, I don't think, yet. But then he goes home, he does his job, he goes home, he wakes up, he goes to the bathroom to have a shave, and then he uh, get he looks in the mirror and his face is fucked up. His face yeah, looks like... His, his face, face just like, melted off. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks a bit like what Bell's palsy looks like, kind of. <laughs> like, just like half of his face is just like inert, and the other half is like screaming because there's a fucked up face in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But it and scares his it scares his sister and she's and he's just like get the fuck out of here and she's like all right dude this is my house but okay bye and then she leaves because that's that's the second scene we see of our sister because we need we need three scenes before we can get the fourth one of her getting killed yeah uh she pretty much does nothing yeah she's a bartender you know she's leaving for work pretty early to be, as if she's a bartender yeah she really. Yeah, she left that. Maybe she's I maybe mean, she's holding maybe she's holding he, down multiple jobs. You know, if uh, if he's a night security guard, then maybe. Oh yeah, this is probably later yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, he, and then he okay, and then he goes back to his job again. We're just doing some bouncing back and forth, but he goes back to his job and he sees like some vi- he gets like some visions of people burning alive. And then, like, he lights on fire in the mirror, and he starts feeling that in real world, and he starts screaming, but then he's not, uh, he's, uh, he's doing, he's not, he's not on fire anymore, but more spooky stuff's happened. Because he hears someone screaming, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm a cop, I gotta go help. Um, and he's doing, like, he's doing his best Dark Knight of, where is she? (laughs) Uh, and then, like, an arm comes out of the mirror... And scares him, and Ben is like, "All right, I'm not fucking do this anymore." He drags the mirror, the big mirror, into like the 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 center hall, and just like leans it up against something with the reflective side down. 
Um, and then we go visit his family, who who is having some fucked up things happen to them. Um, we we have like we we get like this thing of like uh, Michael, the little kid, calling calling for his mom, Amy. Um, and Amy runs in, turns the lights on, and we see that uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Michael is a big is a Captain Subasa fan, as we are reminded of three different times in this movie, because he has a Captain Subasa poster on his wall. Yeah, it's always in the background uh, in the creepy scenes, and it's uh-huh. just—it's really funny. God, I wish I—you know what? I—I I, I hope like Scream Five, just in the background, you can see someone's My Hero Academia poster. Oh, that would rule. Yeah, it would. It would kind of rule. Um, and the kid's like, mommy, I saw someone in the mirror. And she's like, oh no, that's, don't listen to your daddy. It's just you and me, buddy. And your sister go to sleep. I'm right down the hall. Okay. And then she like gets back into bed and we hear this like horrible news story on the TV that she's falling asleep while watching about like a, like, uh, uh, like a third, they talk about like a 13 hour sexual assault and someone and a mafia man named Vinny Gorgeous was responsible for it. And this has nothing to do with anything else in the movie it's absolutely ridiculous like you bring up something that heinous and you just like dump it you you just dump it on our feet like a cat bringing a dead bird to our door and then say oh do do you you don't care about this though it's literally nothing relevant nothing it hasn't i thought that maybe it will it would play into the other events but nothing um, my next note says, quote, it wasn't your fault that you blasted that guy, which I guess is like someone reassuring Ben that he didn't, uh, he didn't, he, he, he it's okay that you killed some, if you, if you killed someone, then no, you did, then no, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I um, think it's his sister, sister at the bar. <laughs> yeah. His sister immediately. Well, uh, um, yeah, she says. She says, "Hey, bud, it wasn't your fault that you killed that guy. That you absolutely fucking domed that man who was an undercover cop. Uh, it's perfectly fine. But you're also going a bit crazy because you hate mirrors now. Anyways, go back. Go back to work your cringe nine to five. I'll be b- bartending. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go do that." And then at this cringe nine to five, so the ghost is like, "I want to find Esseker." And who, we don't know who Esseker is, but that's fine. Yeah. Um he he like sees that name a couple of times like he finds the old the old security guard the guy who died at the start of the movie he finds the note in his wallet that says that. Um he you know the ghost writes it the ghost carves it into the mirror. He uh he goes to see the uh he go well first he uh first Ben gets a package from this Gary guy the the guy who died at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bunch of news clippings in it. So just being hand delivered some like this is some like fucking Sonic.exe type shit. Like just just before he died, just just before he died, uh, he sent me this package and said, be careful. Don't don't install. Don't install mirrors.exe. <laughs> he gets handed uh, all the clues. And he so he admits himself that he doesn't even know the guy that he has yeah, never there's, heard of. Him. There's, there's an honestly pretty funny montage of him like puzzling over the newspapers and uh, just like circling like extremely simple things. Like he just circles like murder happened. <laughs> Claims that, he underlines mirrors were guilty. And he's just like at the end of that like two minute scene, he's just like, 
yeah, I got fucking nothing. Uh, I gotta call, gotta call up my buddies to help me figure this out, to get to help me figure this one out, because um. So yeah, then we we see we see Amy, the wife, at her job, and she's doing her mortician things. And then someone comes in and is like, "Hey, uh, someone's here to see you. It seems pretty urgent." And she comes out, and it's Ben, and he's like, "Honey, listen, I know we're divorced, and you hate me, and you think I am a possible danger to your children." But uh, I need you to, and I know that I'm not on the, I know I'm on suspension right now for killing an undercover cop, but I need you to let me, can you show me a dead body, a dead body so that I can look at him. And also I need his files and everything. goes there and, like, and uh, well, expects uh, her to just let him see okay, the body of Gary I'll let Lewis. You do it, I'll let you do it just this once. And she like lets him back into the morgue where they pull out his body and see his, you know, his, his big red smile on his, on his neck. Um, and we, uh, we, 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 uh, we, we see the, uh, the, the, they look at, be- they look at the dead body and it like, there's like, there's a reflection on the silver door and it like yells Essaker at Ben and Ben is very scared. And then he's like, you have to let me see those files. And she lets him see those files. Which and is just like. Why? 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 It does. She's in the middle of doing. She's in the middle of doing an autopsy right. for her actual job, and she's just standing there, look, um, listening to him talk nonsense. Right. Um. Were 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 you like Were you like me? Uh. Uh. Really convinced that Essaker was going to be like a word backwards. Like I, I really thought that they were going to do like. Oh, her real name was Rakes. Yeah, I was convinced that it's gonna be that. Like a real a real roadie art situation, if you ask me. Yeah. Like, um they could have picked something that would look better backwards in a mirror than Essaker. Yeah. Like it, it's a it, it's like it, that's definitely like a, a like, oh, you spelled it backwards. Like that's definitely like a classic horror movie thing, but like if you're doing a horror movie about mirrors, yeah. I feel like you kinda like have to do that one. And they don't really do that until at the until the end of the movie. The very end is the only time they they like do anything about reversed text. But um, so we also now we see uh uh his sister uh we see her sister getting naked and sexy uh in the bathroom. She's like, oh, I'm about to take a bath, and we see like we get uh, uh, t- a titty t- we get a titty shot, we get a butt shot uh. And we see her climbing into the bath, but when she turns away from her mirror where she has gotten ready for bathing, the image in the mirror stays still and does a de- does a devil does a Joker grin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as soon as she gets into the bath, the jo- the the Joker grin says, "You want to know how I got these scars?" And like gra- <laughs> grabs her mouth from like the bottom and top jaw. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I just demonstrated on myself like you can see that, but um, uh, and just like rips her face open, and I'm like, this would definitely hurt a lot. This would suck very badly, but I at the same time I don't think this it would didn't... kill someone. Like I, I, I'll admit that like I don't know how much blood loss this would cause. But... Yeah, but I don't think it would kill you exactly. Yeah, I think it would just hurt a lot. But either way, like I think this is a cool kill. Like this is this is this is like minute 40 of the movie and like I'm like all right, second kill. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it's definitely a really cool film, but a, a really cool kill, but 
at one point it looks at like 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 that scene from Beetlejuice where the parents are getting ready to scare uh the guests in the house uh-huh. so they just p- start pulling up pulling uh their faces it, yeah it really reminds me of that uh, yeah. uh and also i think the the mirror thing just immediately went for the kill but i think they should have like um joked around and uh fucked with the people a little bit more before they killed them so, so you think you think you think that the that the mirror should have done like done like the circle game to her and like put it below her waist, and then as soon as she notices, that's when the mirror starts doing the rip your mouth open. Yeah, I think you know what would be fucked up if you were just looking at the mirror mirror and your reflection was started giving you a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my god! Oh. Oh my god! It starts like uh uh it it, it like starts shaving an expletive into your chest hair. <laughs> like it grabs like it grabs like an electric razor and just like shaves dick butt into your chest. Yeah, yeah. It takes clippers and does a rever- reverse mohawk just at, in the <laughs> across the middle of your head. <laughs> Oh, I'm obsessed with this. Oh my god. Just fucking the hair the, the ghost does like the Zuko hair cut thing from season two of Avatar. Yeah. The ghost does the Lin Manuel Miranda lip bite. <laughs> the the ghost makes you do face app smile. Okay, and then the last thing, it, and then the last thing it does is make you do pog champ, and then it, it then from that pose, it, it just snaps your neck. <laughs> there is so much room for comedy in this, and yet they just said, "Okay, what if we kill her with mouth open?" Yeah, but uh, they, Kiefer, sh- yeah. Uh, Kiefer shows up the next morning. And is like, "Where's my sister? Where's Angie?" And this cop that he apparently knew, whose name is Larry, um, is just like like. There are some very simple names here. I I just feel like that they just like, just like, I I don't know. I just feel like these are all like the first names that came to mind. Because the name of the cast in this movie is there's Ben, there's Amy, there's Larry, there's Michael, there's uh, Daisy. Daisy. Daisy is like the one name that I'm like, okay, that's, that's a little bit different. And the, yeah, there's Larry and there's Barry. Oh, I didn't catch the Barry. Gary. Yeah, there is a Gary. <laughs> what? <were> the... <laughs> Listen, n- not putting anyone on blast who has these names. Like my my name is Sarah. Like I I know I I, I, uh-huh. I do understand. Like the but but um, I just some of the names in this movie. I wish I wish Vinny Gorgeous had been the name of a character and not some guy on the some guy mentioned on the news. Yeah. Vinny Gorgeous is the only name that's actually good in this one. Yeah, and it's a it's a bad mafia man. Yeah. Uh but then yeah, Kiefer shows up and is like, oh I fucking my sister, no, I'm gonna shove my way past these two guys guarding the crime scene because I'm I'm a cop. I'm an ex-cop. You have to let me in. 
and she sees he sees her and like he runs in there contaminates the crime scene vomits in the and, sink further contaminated in the crime scene because his that's getting his dna all over the place yeah like like you know that myth you know that mythbusters experiment where they found out that like when you flush a poop down the toilet like a bunch of poop particles go flying everywhere in the bathroom oh so he just projectile vomited across the room technically yeah 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 like little oh. puke projectiles went everywhere cuz he yeah Jesus. Um, and then this is when this is when he like starts do, trying to like Sherlock mind palace his way through the through the newspaper clippings that uh, Gary sent him. Uh, <sighs> Gary, Larry, Barry. I, I can't get over. The, I can't. I cannot get over there being a Gary and a Larry and a Barry. I didn't even clock that <laughs> until right now. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Is there any other name they could have put that ends with Airy? Uh, I mean, Airy, Airy, Airy. If they wanted to like bring in the the, the My Hero Academia girl with the yeah, horn. and then Perry the platypus. Yeah, uh, Carrie Grant, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry. They could have brought in a Terry. <laughs> really just one of these just one of these days I'm one of these days we're gonna stumble across a movie on this podcast where everyone just has a rhyming name and I can't fucking keep up like on special grade snacks when I had to talk about the fight between Gojo and Jogo which that was a nightmare uh-huh. <sighs> thank you for I, I and uh, it didn't sound it sounded like I did a great job because K cut out every single instance where I said go or Jogo or and jo, or Gojo. <laughs> Yeah, props to K for editing that. Res- respect K. Respect K for editing. Very few left. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, sorry, I'm I'm I've got the Wikipedia page up right now. And there is a word here that is blowing my mind. Um, so Ben Ben goes into the basement of the of the Mayflower, which is the name of like the department store, and finds out that this was like built on the ground like there there was an underground uh asylum that was here that was built that was built over and then above ground they made a department store which is a really we like that just feels really weird it doesn't make any sense yeah it's just it's i don't like i, I mean the asylum also is a bad is a bad thing but like what why was it underground? How was it able to be built over? Yeah, because yeah, it's a tall building. You have to dig down to build the foundations. Mm-hmm. And there's then there's the the basement where Gary died. That's filled with water. How did they not notice that there's an entire building down there? Yeah, they just kind of said, "Oh, I do not see it." Mm. Yeah, they leave an entire plate saying like, uh, was it what was it, Saint Michael's Hospital? Uh, just... yeah, Saint Michael's Hospital, yeah. where he he finds uh, what the the thing that just like put me in stunned silence was that Wikipedia has a link to an article. Uh, here's the the sun. Ben enters the flooded basement and finds a small sign stating psychiatric studies and Saint Matthew's Hospital underneath. He moves to the side of the leak and begins pulling at the tiles and the brick of the wall and finds a room with a chair surrounded by mirrors beyond it, a psychomantium. There's a name for that? Yeah, uh, and the Wikipedia article says, in, in parapsychology and spiritualism, a psychomantium is a small enclosed area set up with a comfortable chair, dim lighting, and a mirror angle so as not to reflect anything but darkness intended to communicate with spirits of the dead. 
So, thank you. That's fucked up. That's just... I can't believe that's real. I thought they fucking made that up. No, it's a psychomantium. But, um, he... He's like, okay, I'm gonna call up my cop friend and have him do all the information searching for me. Find this Essaker person. Uh, and the, his friend Larry finds out, uh, hey, uh... This was, this is Anna Essaker. She died in a mass suicide because every single child in one night in the asylum, every single child was found dead in the main room because they had all killed themselves, which is, wow, that's freaky deaky. Uh, but apparently uh, he, he looks through her file and finds out that no, she actually is alive. She was discharged two days before the mass suicide and he like tracks her down. Uh, and finds out that she is now a nun because we just had to go straight from asylum to nunnery because we're just doing a checklist of all the horror movie tropes that we can get through. Yeah, she ended up in a nunnery because that that's the place where mirrors aren't allowed. Aren't, uh-huh. Why aren't mirrors allowed in a monastery? That's a weird one. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, she. But before we before we get get more information about uh, Anna Essaker, uh, we go back to Amy and we see uh, we we see little boy little baby little baby boy Michael for, just born talking to the mirror about how dad sucks and then he gets up to go to school but his mirror his reflection stays right there and his mom is like oh fuck oh shit uh I think Kiefer was right. Yeah, this one is actually like this would be fucked up. This would actually be fucked up to see. Yeah, this 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 is the this is like the image like the image of the kid standing up but his reflection sitting right there is the thing that like scared the shit out of me for the year and a half after I couldn't mm-hmm. when I couldn't walk in front of a mirror. Um and he's like, "Uh, oh shit. Okay. Uh, Ben, come here. I need you to actually I need you to paint over the mirrors which you did which you started doing before but didn't finish uh because I kicked you out." Um, oh my god, I completely, we, we completely skipped over the part where he, uh, where he is, he goes to their house and is like, the mirrors, the mirrors, Amy. Oh the, yeah, like, the, yeah. He's like, yeah, the mirrors, just... Amy, we gotta put, we gotta cover up all the mirrors and put them all away. Uh, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop, get out of my house. Uh, and then he's like, I'll show you. He, and then he takes the mirror outside, fucking pulls out his gun, which he has. Like he still mm-hmm. has a gun as a cop, and blasts the mirror because last night at the at the at the mirror factory he shot the mirror and it like regenerated on him, and then he was like, "Here, I'll show you, mirror, 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 please heal yourself." And she he just shoots it with his gun that he has, and she's like, "Okay, you need to leave. You've painted over, you've ruined half the mirrors in my house." And he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll leave." But then the yeah, but- then Michael happens and she's like, "Okay, babe, come back. I need you to paint all. I need you to paint over all these mirrors." And then go visit Anna, the the nun in Nun Town, where so you can find out all about how she was treated. Uh, God, this fucking sucks. Just like the we we go meet Anna, who's like an old ass nun now, and she's like, "Oh, when I was just a little girl." When I was just a little girl, they put me in the asylum and they thought I had schizophrenia. It's just a lot of demonization of mental illness and it's it's fucking disgusting. It really is. She's she's just like, oh, I had, they thought I had schizophrenia. So they put me in a room with a lot of mirrors to make me look at myself. But then I wasn't, it wasn't schizophrenia. It was... 
something else that escaped me and went into the mirrors. And now I've released that curse upon the world. Ooh, I'm sorry, but I cannot save your family. I am going to stay right here and uh, pray to God that your family stays safe. Yeah. I'm not gonna, not going to do anything. And then he yeah. yells at her. Uh-huh. Uh, she says that I won't go back because uh, that would make it that would make it real possible for the demon to come back into the world. Uh, oh yeah, she drops the line like uh, of mirrors are windows. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mirrors are fucking windows. Um, and then we go back to uh, Amy's house where just everything is just going tit- absolutely tits up because Michael is like basically possessed now and is like he almost. Like the there, uh, Rosa gets called or not Rosa. Daisy gets called Daisy. into her bedroom, not not her bedroom, Michael's bedroom, where the Captain Subasa poster is. By <laughs> uh, well, Amy also get almost gets drowned, and while she's underwater, we hear her voice saying, "Daisy, come here, come into this room so that I can pick you up and put a knife in your throat, but it won't kill you. It's fine though, because yeah, she comes in captains. just in time." And like yeah, I was telling we- you at the time that like I'm not normally. For like the like like a teenager, yes, that a teenager absolutely can die in a horror movie. Kids this young, I'm kind of a bit dodgy on them getting yeah. uh, murdered. But the thing is, at this point in this horror movie, like just do it, just kill one of the kids. You you haven't had any kills. You haven't you haven't you've had two kills in this movie, and I I need been, something to happen. I need some stakes. Yeah, yeah, it was like an what an hour fifteen, an hour twenty, and nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, but so they're all safe. Michael is like, I have a knife. <laughs> Mom says, what do you have? Michael says a knife. And she says, put it down. And he says, no. no. <laughs> um, and then he, how he, he somehow ends up in the, dragged into the floor. Yeah. He gets like yanked into the floor and it's like the scene, it's like the scene from the end of Mr. Deeds where that girl gets stuck beneath the ice and, uh, and Adam Sandler has to use his like his, his, like, nerve-damaged foot to slam through the ice and save her life. Um, oh, God, Brooks would have loved that joke. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's Mr. Deeds. I don't, that is an Adam Sandler movie, but I'm not sure which one. Uh, I'm going to need Brooks to confirm this one for me. Uh, oh God. But the, so then we're back at the, at the, we're back at the, because Ben pulled out a gun and is like, I'm sorry, Anna, you have to come with me for my family. And she's like, okay, I guess I will do this. They go into the mirror zone and she gets like put there okay, with her eyes shut. And then she like, her, her head starts doing like very, like very quick, like just like jittering motions. And the demon is like there, I guess. And then she opens her eyes and her body explodes. Like, uh, like when Char shot kind Cecilia at the end of uh, Gundam. Yeah, and uh, this was you, the only good scene. Yeah, if you check if you check my Twitter, you can see a video that I uh, you can see a video that I posted of this happening. I think the movie should have ended here because the rest of it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it what is uh, there's like still 15, 20 minutes left. Yeah, there's still like twenty minutes left because because now Keeper Sutherland has to have like a fight to the death with this with this demon that's possessed Anna, um, but he like explodes the building and I uh, uh, then he's like, all right, I did it, I won, but then he walks out into the world and 
he's in the mirror zone and he's trapped in the mirror world. And the last shot of the movie is him putting his hand on the glass and it makes like a, a ghost handprint that no one can interact with. And everything's backwards. Oh, and it goes on for like five entire minutes. Like this is not like a good ending, but it could have been salvaged a little bit if it had been like a just like a one like a one thing instead of like six different things to say. Hey, this is in the in the this is in the hell. Yeah, it it could have just been like the one the one shot where he realizes that the letters are backwards, and it could have just ended there. Yeah, but it didn't. But yeah, uh, yeah, God. Then the movie just ends, um, and that's the fucking that's fucking mirrors with Keith with 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 Mister with Mister Reefer Sutherland. <laughs> um, so on a scale of let's see, on a scale of zero to five exploded nuns, how many exploded nuns are you going to give this movie? I this movie's not good. No, it's like, nothing to me. <laughs> Not good, but also the exploding nun. Really, the exploding, like the thing is that like the exploding nun just hits so well. <laughs> like honestly, I don't watch this. Vi- don't watch this movie. Do watch the video that I posted on my Twitter. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet it onto fear baiting also. <laughs> oh my god! Like two two point five exploding nuns specific just because of the nun exploding yeah the exploding nun gets you a hell of a long way yeah and the kills before are pretty good but the rest of the movie is just nothing there is an hour-long drought of kill yeah anyways uh we didn't get any questions this week so we can just go straight into recommendations do you got anything uh so i know that you you have probably recommended chainsaw man and jujutsu kaisen to people before i definitely Uh, have recommended them on this very podcast yes but go ahead and do it again uh, i I won't stop you (laughs) so i recommend those but also a manga i've been reading recently is dungeon meshi or Mm, delicious in a dungeon i have not yet read dungeon meshi but i need to yeah you really need to it's a really good it starts off pretty light and funny. Um, it's it's uh, it's a lot of comedy uh, in a fantasy world where people have to eat monsters to survive. I mean, they don't have to eat monsters to survive. That's the entire gimmick. It's just that the main characters are freaks for eating the monsters. And there's a whole lot of comedy with that. Yeah. But the thing that's happening recently is they're introducing deep plot very deep plot stuff and uh there's a greater conspiracy with uh some pretty fucked up things going on currently okay and uh i think it has a whole lot of potential and uh yeah i would recommend that people check it out okay cool uh, my recommendation this week is going to be another song. Uh, this time, it's just going to be a very simple, a, cla- a classic rock banger from the from the good old U.S. of A. It's going to be Steely Dan's Peg, which is a song I've been uh-huh. listening to. Last night, I stepped outside uh, and I turned on my, I opened up my phone to listen to Steely Dan Peg. Uh, and then I noticed that my phone was already mid play of Steely Dan paused in the middle of playing Steely Dan peg because la- the night prior at the exact same time, I had also opted to listen to Steely Dan peg. Um, it's just a good song. Like, I don't have anything much to say about it, but it's, it's good. 
Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God. So that's uh, it for podcast. Uh, Angyan, where can people find you on? Where can people find you on the websites? Uh, I am on Twitter at Slitherbite, and my art account is at uh, CalOliferArt. K a l o l i f e r art, and uh, I also have an initial D podcast. Right, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, and we are three episodes away from starting season two so if you want to catch up on that you can it's called uh fujiwara podcast shop and uh it's currently the only initial d podcast out there so you're pro- you're probably going to find it hell yeah uh onion is, an, is a terrific artist uh uh he's responsible for the the special grade snacks podcast art that is i i truly just love that image uh the the one the the, the zen the genu that you drew is so perfect and and uh, thank you it was so fun to draw yeah uh speaking of that uh that's a podcast that i do talking about the anime manga the anime of jujutsu kaisen with friend of the pod uh k friend of the pod former guest of the pod k um it's good we we didn't do an episode this week but we're gonna do one next week because we're we're now every other week um and uh that's on noisebase.xyz which thank you matt gamecube uh for running it uh you can listen to some of my other podcasts there like henry kissinger's pokemon going to die and uh the wonder yerks which is an animorphs podcast um if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at SunHatGenia, and we are at FearBaiting everywhere, including on Patreon. One buck a month gets you early access to the episodes when we get them up early. Five bucks a month gets you uh, 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 your name read on the podcast and also a message read if you want to send it in. Uh, Ten bucks a month gets you, uh, you get to recommend it, you get to make us watch a movie. So thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, and Michael Kaiser. We love you all so, so much. Thank you very much to Seda for their intro and outro music. Find them making music under people you meet outside of bars on Bandcamp. Thank you very much to Blair, who is my regular editor on these, on these things, uh, at Blair Kitch on Twitter. He's, he's very good and funny. I, I, I like the him. Uh, and I think that's everything. So... Until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Ognan, and uh, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.